Allow me to introduce myself. My name is The Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Thank you so much for coming to Utica. You guys are Hansons. Who are you? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase Sportzilla Show. It's an Utica expression. Rain man, good to go. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain. I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muffin if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. Aha, aha, aha. The Sportzilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Good afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, and people in the studio and people listening and it's a Friday and that feels really good. Wow, it's it's a crazy weekend if you're a Syracuse fan and you've ever been out to the Dome, which I have to assume is the vast majority of us, not just in the studio, but out there listening. So we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, but I want to get started by all uh, started with all of the things happening in our backyard. Yeah, big weekend for hockey here. Yeah, I really want to do that. I mean, we are we talk national stuff, but we talk local stuff, and we start right here in Utica, in our own backyard. So let me think before we do any of that. I can Sportsilla Show brought today by I can an innovative community based provider that's keeping families together in the Mohawk Valley every single day. You can learn more and visit ICANN.Family today. Also, I want to shout out a birthday. Blaze Fagiano, the head coach of Utica College Football. Happy how b- birthday! How about happy that, birthday. glue guy? I just said happy birthday. I see. I heard one over there, too. <laughs> Very good. And then, Matt, you brought former SU defensive lineman Chandler Jones to my attention. He is? Former Patriot and current Arizona Cardinal, 30 years old. And? our NBA guy from out in Chicago with Last Word on Sports. If you listen to Sportzilla show for a half a decade worth of Sundays, we've talked to Jack Perrin quite a bit, and Jack Perrin has a birthday today. Normally, it would be the last day of the month, but it's a leap year today, and everybody's wondering if they're going to get extra pay for the leap day. Have you seen all that crap online? We gave me a bonus. I'm working an extra day. So every four years. Give it up. Well, it's a Saturday, actually. Yeah, it's a Saturday. You got the day off, right? I mean, us three are going to be working. Yeah, we'll be here. And there's a reason <laughs> for that, and we'll actually explain that to you momentarily. Okay, the moment's now. You ready? Comets, uh, they won uh, Wednesday against Rochester 3-2. to two. Sven Berchi with the shootout overtime goal that was described by the glue guy as what glue guy? Nasty. Nasty. It was dirty. And Rochester didn't like it because they thought he skated backwards and they protested the goal. And, and I we, like how the comments just run out of the tunnel. Yes. We, we very smartly <laughs> got off the ice and went down the tunnel as quick as we could. We shared the, the highlight of that the other day and you could hear it. We'll share this again if you flip over to K-Rock for pregame with Scoop and myself. See, that led right into that perfectly for you, glue guy. We'll share the highlight again, but Joel Roberts, the voice of the Comets, is giggling a little bit. And the Comets are right down the tunnel uh, celebrating a victory, not wasting any time. We're not screwing around here. Saw a couple of Marlies wandering outside of the building a few minutes ago. Yeah, their bus over at the, uh, the, was it the Doubletree Hotel there? Yeah. Yeah, it was there last night, actually. I was was like, we should, no, I'm not going to be that guy. We shouldn't sabotage anything. We want to see a good hockey game. Hopefully their third straight win tonight is they have won two in a row. And what else in our backyard? Uh, Utica College basketball, let's mention them, Scoop. St. John Fisher, coffee for three was yesterday. We had Sean Coffey, their head coach, on the line. Uh, we're hoping that they can continue their season. They start that by beating St. John Fisher. Yeah, in Rochester playing uh, that game and hoping to 
avenge a loss last weekend in Albany to Sage Colleges. Yeah, that was a crappy way to end the regular season. He said that if you get your podcast and Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, find the SportsZilla show, Utica Rome version, and you can listen to Sean. Uh, we had Heenan in studio as well. Uh, this is where it gets fun for you, glue guy. You got your stats ready? Uh, yeah. You got those stats ready? I will. Okay, we were sent some stats by... Tiff, who's in studio with us, your classmate over there at Utica College, David Coney, got some very interesting stats that we're going to get to, but we let's just start by mentioning what they've got going on tomorrow and on Sunday. Cup, a uh, very important game, couple of games, really. You got to win them both, otherwise it goes to that unique format that well, started last year. Explain this, Scoop. Yeah, uh, it's this two-game format, and the Pioneers will win if they win both games, or if they win and tie. Now, if UC gets a game and Nazareth gets a game. They go to that dreaded 20-minute mini game, which, as we know... Not a fan of. Uh, ...has ended badly for our Pioneers previously. Mm-hmm. Don't want that to happen. Want to take care of business in regular time. So let's now get to the stats. This is interesting. You're going to be fascinated by this. I don't know if Scoop has been made aware of the stats provided to us. I have been. By David, you have been. I have. have. you, Tiff? No, I you, have not. You have not been made aware of this. Okay, you got to love Dave Cooney for this. First of all, he is the reason that we have had a broom standing in the studio for over two <laughs> weeks that nobody gets within five feet of. You want to talk broom challenge. We've been doing the broom challenge for about two weeks here. Yeah, that, that's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> that, yeah. that broom right over there. It's yeah. literally standing in our studio. There's a picture on my Facebook page at K-Rock Reina, and I believe it's at K-Rock Reina on Instagram. We've got to share that on the at ESPNUR pages. That's Twitter. like from two days ago, though, or something. Yeah, it's still here. Yeah, the broom is still standing. David Cooney, with the most important stat that you need to know as the Utica College Men's Pioneers Hockey Club, who have won 16 straight, go into this playoff weekend. And they, they play for the championship, by the way, if they get through it next weekend. So when Gary's ha- hair is gelled up, they're 21-2-2. Two, and two. Is that, What's their overall? Is that, so that's every game, then? That's every game. <laughs> every game. You just have to assume the hair is always gooped. Do you want the other stats, too? Yeah. So Fitzpatrick scores, they're 6-0. and Okay. When Casper scores, they're 10-1. and Casper Kelfist. Yes. And one or less goal games, they are 6-1-2. and two. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Is that good? Hashtag yeah. is that good? Yeah, Both that's those good. games at 2 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. And also think about, you know, all the guys and uh, women uh, that work down at the Odd, the ABC, because we got hockey tonight. You know, we got this uh, 7 p.m. puck drop with Toronto and then a 7 p.m. puck drop tomorrow with Laval. So they're flipping that arena, trying to clean up a little bit in between games tomorrow. And then a two, it's a, a two, two o'clocker o'clock. on yeah. Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's Gary Heenan's barn, man. They've got an unbelievable fan base. Utica College hockey fans are, are really just absolutely amazing. Well, at least they don't have to go from a pitch Back to the ice, though. Yeah, which they That's do true. on a lot of Sundays. That'll be coming up again where they're going to go, because the Comets are getting into now three back into three games, a little bit lighter schedule for a couple of weeks, but they're going to be getting back into three games, and then you're going to be seeing soccer. It's going to be an active facility over there at the Adirondack Bank Center. Sports Illustrated Show is here on ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Uh, I forgot to mention when we were talking about Utica College basketball, Whitesboro native Tommy Moriel was named Empire 8 Rookie of the Year at UC. They gave out all of the other awards. We had mentioned listening 
going back and giving a listen to Sean Coffey and the the podcast from yesterday where we went through all of that. Like Comedric Murphy, I remember, got an honorable mention. Darius uh, Hopkins, mm-hmm. he, he ended Hopkins. up getting, was he first team? Uh, uh, and then first or second team. In the home. running for player of the year, I think he was third overall in the Empire 8, but didn't actually get the award. But there's a lot of great things happening for Utica College basketball. Uh, they matched their highest win total since the 2006 season. So you're looking at almost a decade and a half there. Uh, really proud of what Sean has done with that program. And some of his players are getting recognized, and they should be getting recognized. And there was no arguing uh, from us yesterday. He didn't uh, yell at us for uh, antagonizing things. Yeah, no, they. I, Gary owned himself uh, the other day he when he was in here with us talking about eating too many desserts or so, ice cream or something like that. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, he was, was talking about um, he has a dessert with every meal. I told him I'd have a dessert Same. with him. I mean, are you opposed to a piece of pie? You know, I can't tell you the last time I had a dessert. I'm trying to think. It's got to be about two months since I had a piece of cake or something. Wow. But I, you know, I make up for it, though, with the, uh, you know, I'll eat the entire pizza or, or or two cheeseburgers in a sitting. I will do that. It's a crazy weekend on the Syracuse campus with the the Dome never, the Dome is never going to be the same after this weekend. So it's a hotbed of activity. There's a lot of people that are going to get in their feelings because of the skyline. And we'll get into this more in detail in our next segment. But I want to translate a similar feeling that I have to think is over on the Utica College campus. And I'm glad we have Tiffin here with us today on SportsZilla because you could talk about that. Everybody's got to be hyped getting into some playoffs for the basketball team. I, I think the the Utica College women's hockey yep. team, yep. Uh, you've got the men's <clears throat> team. I mean, there's a lot of playoffs in the over the next you know few days and, and couple of weeks for these teams, depending on how far they go. So everybody's got to be invested in something somewhere somehow, right? Oh yeah, campus is definitely buzzing. Um, whether it's the women's hockey, men's hockey, women's basketball, men's basketball, everybody's buzzing. And then we're also rooting for our friends at SUNY Poly, who um, both of their girls and boys basketball teams made the playoffs. Um, girls are hosting, boys are on the road. It. Um, Penn State, but we're cheering, rooting them on too. So, every Utica is buzzing right now, and I love it. Utica is also snowing right outside of our window. That's just started in the last thirty, oh, like thirty I guess seconds. So. I think. Oh, I'm not okay with that. Live in wow. the, live <laughs> in the okay. landmark building in downtown Utica for your drive home. So be careful. Shout out to any of the plow guys that are listening mm-hmm. wherever. Uh, of course, they keep us safe. I do that over on the brother station too. You got to give those guys a shout out. Wasn't this uh, sun shining like five minutes ago? Yes, it, it was so it, nice. It was. <laughs> Utica, Utica, New York, Central New York, where you can experience all four seasons literally in one twenty-four hour. And you can do that in an hour. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that in an hour. All right, guys. So I think we took care of everything that we need to cover. Well, also I let me mention we got USC FC. They're south of the border. They're in Mexico. And Segura's, that's actually Segura's uh, on the team. That's his hometown, actually, too. I was reading earlier that he's got a lot of family and friends that are going to be in attendance for these two games. Uh, Let's see, Saturday, tomorrow's uh, 10 o'clock, and Sunday is an 8 o'clock game. And, of course, is Bigsy's not traveling to Mexico, right? I don't believe so. I didn't think so either. So, yep, pay attention. (laughs) Probably get him a web stream. Let him call it that way. You know what? Can he do it in Spanish? I would not be surprised. I should call him during the break and see if he can do it. If somebody told him he could do it, listen, we'll bring you to Mexico. 
you can call the games, but you're going to have to do it in Spanish. Can you learn in a week? And he would go, yep. And I, I'm going to tell you what. It'd be good. Probably with a day to spare, he'd be fluent. He would do the work. But he, come on, this the stuff that he digs out, the stats that he digs out, it's kind of like impressive. And you ask me to do it, it'll be really bad Spanglish. It was. I wouldn't even. I would just go no. I would just say no. I would not be able I'm to right. do that whatsoever. El Kiko the El Balo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that. Go. That continues for about 45 yeah, more seconds. Yeah, normally. I don't want to put you through that, but that's what they do. So we're sending out some positivity and support for Utica City FC. Hopefully they'll get those games. I've actually reached out to the team to see if we can get their general manager, Tommy Tanner, in here. We're looking at in and around Tuesday, maybe Wednesday of next week. Is that for a chicken wing eating contest? Well, that's the funny thing. I have podcasted with Tommy Tanner before and, and had him on the air it's funny, he's a chicken wing, like he's a psycho for chicken wings, you know, aficionado. And the first half of the interview was actually him in vivid detail describing the exact process to make the perfect chicken wing. And there's no fluctuation on this. There's only one way to make the perfect chicken wing, according to Tommy Tanner. And it's hilarious. And he eats wings like like constantly, like just constantly. Think of the one food you eat the most. He eats chicken wings the most. Tommy Tanner, because they had a flight cancellation in their transit down to Mexico for these two games, stopped off and he tweeted, and you can go to Tommy Tanner's Twitter. I think it's even retweeted in our timeline at ESPN Sportzilla. Yep, stop it for wings. He was getting wings, <laughs> waiting in, in, in Mexico, getting some wings. Go ahead. A wing sidebar. I don't know if you've seen the wings that they posted today from the Killebrew Saloon, but they got this big Mike sauce. It looks awesome. It looks so good. Like it's a one of those pictures where it's like, wow, I, I want food now. Like right now. Right now. Well, I have to assume that Tommy's gonna agree to come in because he's always he's always said yes in the past when he's been asked. But so do we need to buy chicken wings for him to come here? Is that how that's gonna work? I didn't have to last time, okay. but it would definitely be an added incentive that, that there, then it would be a guaranteed yet. Yeah, we've <laughs> We got, we got 20 wings here waiting for you. Cooked perfectly. I'll be right there. And before you hung up the phone, he's already he, there. He'd have, he'd have already housed three wings. But the fact of the matter is he will talk UCFC soccer with us, but we will have to have a rating of the wings that he had in Mexico while waiting for the flight to actually connect. That's going to happen. So look forward to it. I wonder if he's a fan of the Hot Ones, the uh, great, YouTube series. Great show. That is a great show. You know they're showing that it's not it's it's gone beyond TV and they're it's a game show. Now. They're airing it. Yeah, they're airing it on like regular. If you got cable, you can actually. It's a true TV. True TV. That's exactly where I saw it the other day. I watched an episode. There you go. First break. Sports Illustrated Show. ESPN Radio. Utica, Rome. Now at ninety six point five FM. We're gonna dig deep into Cuse next. Big weekend on the hill. It's the Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Snowy downtown Utica outside the, yes, Celtic Harp Studios. Celtic Harp was there on Sunday. They've got Irish music on Sundays. Had some wings. Had that Varick Street chicken sandwich. Oh, love that. And uh, I'll be back soon, no doubt. I, I help them make money down there. No, there's it's a fact. Like there's oftentimes on a weekend or for 
a later evening meal, we will receive texts from Scoop, who is at the Caldecarp. I am home chasing my, my children around the house. I'm jealous that you get to go down there for, for a beer and some food. You can see that Varick Street chicken sandwich on my at K-Rock Scoop Instagram page. I'm also not, I'm not pretending for two seconds that I haven't had a beer and food at the Caldecarp in the past, because that's happened more than one beer, possibly. More than the second beer, possibly. Legacy IPAs go down real easy at the Celtic Carp. Yeah, big fan. Thanks, Tommy Powers, for, for bringing it together for us. Celtic Carp Studios, Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. And as promised, we're going to look at the cues. So 11-17 and 17 is the Tar Heels record, first of all. Uh, they haven't been this bad, and I just don't remember in recent memory. They're, they're pretty terrible. We probably could have looked up some numbers, but who cares about the Tar Heels? We're all about the cues. John Wallace will have his jersey retired in the final home game of the year in this current model of the Carrier Dome. Now about 40 years old, it's going to get the curb appeal and, and a fresh coat of paint, so to speak. It's going to be modernized. And if you've been out to Cuse and you've looked in the hill, we've all talked about the skyline when you're driving out there, whether you're coming up 81 or you're going you know, from 41 to 690 east into the city or 690 west into the city. It's going to look a little different. It's going to be in the same place but we've got to accept changes. And I suppose this had to happen for a lot of reasons. And I'm glad that it did, but it has caused me to think back memories of going to different games there over the years, football and basketball. And then there's lacrosse out there. Uh, My high school won a sectional championship, my sophomore, junior and senior years. And I remember me and fellow, you know, fellow classmates and the whole school, parents, friends, family, all went out there. And when you're from a small town, Outside of Syracuse, it's a big deal when your team gets to go play at the Dome. So one of the memories that I have, I had shared with Scoop a little bit earlier. And that's when you had hair, right? Uh, I did have some hair back then, yes. I had a mullet at that <laughs> point in time in the, let's say, late but, 80s, early 90s. So it was a ginger mullet? He just sucker punched Yikes. you. Yeah, yeah. He just sucker punched you. You're, you're I, doing I this nice nostalgic flashback on the Dome, and he just busts you in the chops with the... That was when you had hair, right? I didn't make fun of my salt and pepper beard or salt and paprika beard. Now he kicked me right in the junk as a preemptive strike. That's because he hacked my Facebook earlier. It's it's a preemptive. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, there's that going on too. I forgot about uh, no, that. No, that's not that's not 100% accurate. I did not hack his Facebook per se. Okay, all you had to do is hit the logout button. To say I hacked would mean that I like that I connected into it. It was already connected. It's a preemptive strike for who lit it up from IBEW Nika Local 43, which will happen in around 20 minutes. It's how we wrap up our weeks on Fridays around here. We kind of, we exalt people across central New York. We don't kick them in the junk like you just did. Thank you, Scoop. I appreciate you having my back. It's payback for the instigator getting called out on all this nonsense that he started with Gary Heenan and Sean Cobb. See, now he's turned your mic off. See? There you go. (laughs) The Frozen Dome was great. You know, I talk about dome memories. I don't... Oh, I can talk again on the air. The Comets Crunch. Love that one. Yeah, that was fantastic. There's a lot of memories. Our our buddy Brent Axe, who... uh, I'm sorry to some of you that he's not on two hours, and uh, we have given you half of the amount of Brent Axe. Sorry, not sorry. But but our dude Brent Axe uh, for Syracuse.com, he wrote a great piece, kind of waxing nostalgic, talking about the last call for the Carrier Dome, some of the things we had just mentioned, and some others. I'm sure you have your own viewpoints and memories on it. But he made some great ones. I mean... Thinking about that Pearl, uh, Pearl Washington's half-court shot. May he rest in peace. 
Jim Beheim arguing with a referee. That thing Jim does with the nose when he pushes it sideways. You've seen that on the bench. I mean, because that makes us laugh. But it's a memory. Monster Jam and the monster trucks being up there. Uh, you mentioned the 30,000 with the comets and the crunch. We were there to experience that. That was an amazing atmosphere. You don't see that every day. Well, all the concerts. Too. Yeah. You know, B- Billy Joel's got his own banner now. And Bruce Springsteen. And you know. I mean, I've seen some great ones there over the years. Uh, the Dalai Lama a handful of years ago. Mrs. Rain and I had gone up there. You saw the Dalai Lama. I mean, really? Wow. Was what year was that? I remember that. It was, it was a handful of years ago. I, I don't. I can't remember the exact year, but it was in the last ten years. Let's put let's put it that way. I'm I'm feeling like maybe twenty eleven, maybe seven eight years ago, something like that. Time flies. A lot of things happen, but yeah. I mean, I never thought in my life I'd be in the same room as. I mean, granted, it's a rather large room, but that was awesome. It's like a once in a lifetime experience. I don't think that the Dalai Lama is going to pop up to the Q's Hill every two, three years and just hang out. It's a rare experience. And the best part about that, I'll never forget this. He walked out with a Syracuse hat on. That's cool. You can Google. (laughs) There are pictures of it all over the place. It was was a great experience. But kind of every team is getting their chance to have their one last game in this current model of the Dome. The exception being it's been it's been made. uh it's been made an issue, let's say, let's put it this way, because of weather and travel and Maryland and Syracuse women's lacrosse, and those girls aren't getting their senior day in this current incarnation of the Dome. So was that the bad weather they were talking about, that maybe one inch that we just got? Wait, well, it's over already <laughs> in downtown Utica. It's <laughs> it was not a, falling any longer. It was. Well, did it snow? In, in Central, did, did it even snow? Not there was really. no accumulation. I don't even think that's a dusting. There's nothing new accumulated on the sidewalks right here by the side of the studios. So why did Maryland cancel the game? Uh, they're claiming weather. Well, they canceled their trip, and then we turn around and said, well, well we're going to go down there and play. And I saw a tweet from the Maryland lacrosse team and it was almost like with exclamation points, hey, we're playing the game. You know, they're coming here. And then it said, fear the turtle. And I thought, oh, is that how you get here? Are, are you on turtle back? Is that why you couldn't make the trip? I've seen enough cartoons to know that the tortoise and the hare, even though the hare's faster, the tortoise eventually gets there. It's slow going, but slow and steady wins the race. I don't know how that applies to this, but I don't understand why they had to move this game. The athletic director was claiming a safety issue. What I just said is as much nonsense as their reason for having to move this game to Maryland. That's the point I was trying to illustrate. I think it's cool, though, that SU stepped up and said, we'll go there. Okay. (laughs) We'll go there and kick your butt. Yeah. (laughs) We'll come into your backyard and beat you up. I hope that they do. The Sports (laughs) Illustrated Show is on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome now at 96.5 FM in the Celtic Carp Studios. A few other things I wanted to throw out there that I handed out to the guys and the girls in the studio. Elijah Hughes, breakout season, leadership, that tattoo that Scoop loves, uh, written by Mike Waters, for those of you that follow the team at Syracuse.com. Just a great dive. We're going to run out of time to be able to go through it in depth. But if you're a fan, you might not be seeing him again. He might be going to the NBA. I think it's pretty likely. So, yeah, I think it's very likely. So read up on that if you want to. want to bring that to your attention if you're not aware. We also learned for those that have an athletic uh, uh, a subscription to The Athletic, excuse me, Matt Gutierrez, who covers the team, wrote a really interesting piece about the fact that Jim Beheim is a bookworm. And as I had said to Scoop a little bit earlier, 
man, I, I tell you what, I knew a lot of things from all these years of talking to Jim, but I did not know that. Not to that extent. But he kind of clued us in when he mentioned that he brings books with him when we talked to him the other day, if you were listening this past Tuesday. When he packs his bag, you know, it's a routine for him. He's got it down. He said 50 years of traveling. But one of the things he always mentions is a good book. But apparently now that's primarily on the iPad. Two or three books every road trip (laughs) works out to about 50 a season. Says somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 during the 44 seasons he's been a head coach. It's really pretty remarkable. If it's not basketball, the dude's reading a book. He's reading on the bus when they're going to the airport, and then when they get on the plane, and basically from terminal to terminal, he's reading a book. It's kind of awesome. It's either that or a little basketball, but that's about all Jim does. And other than that, musically, he just likes the boss. He brought up Bruce Springsteen. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was a Springsteen fan. I've asked him that. Who do you like musically? Eh, pretty much like Bruce Springsteen. Didn't Pearl Jam like gift him with a poster or something, like a concert poster within the last couple of years? I seem to remember he tweeted a picture of a Pearl Jam poster he was gifted or something like that. I think that's possible. Now we have now I have to dig back through Jim Beheim's <laughs> Twitter. Was, that was like two or three years ago. Last thing I wanted to bring to everybody's attention is the Syracuse poll. Uh, the best dressed, hardest worker, who's late, who's always in the gym, what are your favorite restaurants, uh, what are your teammates is most likely to be a coach, a college coach. I mentioned the best Well, obviously one. right away you think Buddy, and even Buddy said, yeah, me, but maybe Howard. Who's the kindest, most generous person, What would you, who would you call if you had a difficult time, which player's most likely to be out in the Syracuse nightlife up on the hill, which I'm sure many of us right here and even in the Utica and surrounding areas, have made our trips out there. I'm definitely guilty of that a few dozen times back in the day. But yeah, I mean, all sorts of great questions so you can get to know some of the guys. Uh, Scoop, participating in this as far as the Syracuse roster was Elijah Hughes, Buddy, Joe Girard, Quincy, Marek Dolzhai, Jesse Edwards, Bryce Goodine, Barama, and even walk-on Brendan Paul, who did hit a three-pointer the other day when they trounced Pittsburgh. But what caught your attention? We were talking about what the places they like to eat. Well, that's what caught my attention is the Syracuse restaurants that they like to go to. Because I'm always open to a suggestion of a restaurant, were you know, you especially me. And, and and it's about 45 minutes to an hour from where we are right now. But listen, I don't know any of us that won't jump in the car and take a little road trip for a really good restaurant and a really good meal. I know I will. Possibilities was one of them. Yeah, uh, Buddy mentioned possibilities for the prime steak. He said uh, Santangelo's in Liverpool. He likes Mom's and Westcott, Recess Coffee. Uh, Absolutely. Elijah Hughes mentioned original Italian pizza near Nottingham Road. Uh, a lot of these guys pick places Cafe. that are that are close, like Marek Dolajai likes Panini's in downtown Syracuse because it's near his apartment. Cafe Kubal as well. Some call it Kubal, some call it Kubal. You like coffee. That's a great coffee shop out there. You been there, Tiff? I have not been there. Oh, there's a tip for you. You drink coffee? <laughs> no. Anything? Lattes? Yeah, a little bit. Anything, they have other variety of other things that you might be interested in, even, you know, some muffins. And- you're a coffee snob, so if you're recommending it, it's a go-to place. You, you're really giving me that? I am. You trust my opinion? Look, you're the one that yeah. comes in hyped up off coffee all the time. You're kidding. No. <laughs> no. Me? Yeah. No. How many cups do you think I've had today? Uh, five. No. Six? More? No. Yeah. Nine. Really? Yeah, that'd be about eight since I first got up. No kidding. Yeah. Right. I'm good. Whoa. I'm good for what you would roughly 
on an average day, a pot of coffee. So what was that tea berry stuff you gave me today? Pea berry. Pea berry. Yes. Not tea berry. Pea berry. Pea berry. It's something pea berry, right? It's, yes. What's it called? Kona pea berry. Okay. Yep. That's so it's got that Hawaiian bean with a little berry in it. A little, a little sweetness because those Kona beans are normally grown in volcanic in, soil. In volcanic soil in the Hawaiian islands, basically. Yes. He's I, a coffee Wikipedia page. Your coffee facts for the day, dude. Right let me there. just tell you something. You really Boom. did just draw the coffee snob out of me. Something fierce. <laughs> yeah, and I helped drive you down the road. Yeah, let's take a quick break here on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Don't go to break because we also love character coffee and Utica coffee. Don't let that slide. Now do it. The Sportzilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Okay, I'm going to ask point blank, straight up, glue guy, you're a Patriots fan. Tom Brady isn't your quarterback right now. That's a fact. He's a free agent. Technically not. Technically not. That's right. Technically speaking. Is he trolling? No, I mean, technically he's still the starting quarterback because he hasn't voided that contract yet. That's true. There, It's March 18th when the whole roster bonus thing. But he could. Could. And he might. And he could sign an extension, too. That's also true. But for all intents and purposes, for argument's sake, play along with me here. You're not, you're just, he's still <laughs> your guy. Is that who you want to be your quarterback? Well, at least for one more year. Yes, for sure. Yes. Okay. Kind of like the picture. And I said this to scoop earlier, kind of like the picture right before the Super Bowl. And then everybody speculated. Correct. And then it ended up being for a commercial. So ultimately, Tom Brady with that was trolling us. True. I asked the question, is he trolling us now? Because it is dominating the sports talk conversation. It's dominating talk amongst football fans everywhere. Look, he he loves the attention. Okay. So who are you not talking about right now? The Super Bowl winning quarterback. Isn't that amazing? You're not talking about the Chiefs. You're talking about Brady. You're not talking about the NFL Combine right now. You're talking about Brady. Jeff Darlington. I know you're not. He's not necessarily your favorite reporter. Well, I I just think his reporting is foolish. So he looked outside one day and goes, "I don't think Brady's going to return." So then he calls into Golik and Wingo and goes, I got this huge report. And he's suggesting that Tom Brady is running from the Patriot way. I've got the receipts. Are you running away from what you're leaving or are you chasing something uh, that's ahead of you? And with Tom Brady, I think it's a little bit of both. And we will certainly make plenty about the dynamic that exists between him and Bell Belichick. And, And to a degree, that is part of the reason. The rigors of the Patriot way certainly are motivating Tom to go do something maybe a little more fun. But there is also the other side of this, and that is... I'm 42 years old. Like, I can go have some fun. I can go do something different. I can reinvigorate myself, challenge myself in ways uh, that I haven't done in many years. I was going right back to you, so go ahead, comment. A lot of former Patriots will say they didn't have fun under Bill Belichick. True. That's very documented by a lot of former guys who have left. You know what they they did, though? They won. So if you're going to say you didn't have fun... Okay, he might be a strict coach. It might not be a fun atmosphere, but didn't you win? Yeah, but Tom Brady's won too, and Tom Brady might be tired of that. Could be. So you're going to take over a Titans franchise, a Tampa Bay franchise, maybe a Los Angeles Chargers franchise. No, he's going whatever team he pick, he's going to pick a team if it's not the Patriots that is in a position to win. Scoop. 
the Tennessee Titans. You've said it a bunch of times. That is a good fit as a stopgap for a year or two. Not to mention, if it doesn't work out, they're perfectly fine, I think, with Ryan Tannehill doing exactly what he did last year, especially because you still have an elite running back. By the way, he's a free agent, too. To play. Well, they're going to sign him. How does how do they not sign him? You, roll, you can say the same thing about the Patriots and Brady. Well, that's where you roll out a whole bunch of money. Yeah, but it's way more fun to fire you up and get you going by speculating that Brady might leave. Is that why you it's do that? Because it's not as earth-shattering to the NFL landscape if— if he does go, if Henry goes somewhere else, as it is if Tom Brady goes somewhere else, you know this as well as I do. I think Brady and Vrabel uh, make sense. Would work together and work together well. Does Brady go to Detroit? Nah. Matt Patricia, no, being no. a former, no, because no. they haven't given uh, they haven't given him anything to Matthew Stafford anything to work with there, and there's no indication uh, from that front office that they would do any better with anybody else, Brady or whoever, than they have with Stafford. Look, the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns, we're, we're in the same dumpster on fire together, pretty much. With my Giants. Um, I just have a question for you guys. So do you think that he would actually go somewhere where he would have fun, being that we just talked about his ego and he wants everybody thinking about him? Would he go somewhere to have fun, or would he stay where he knows how to win and he's been – He's been formed to win and be this GOAT. Would he ex- is he going for fun or is now he going to I'm gonna be I'm gonna staple myself as the greatest name in football? In other words, why would he leave when he knows he has a coach that can exactly. get him there? Yeah. yeah well, I, I think he would sign again, but I think he wants to see that some pieces are brought in there to help him win. Hasn't he been saying that, Matt? He has been. He has been saying that he wants weapons around him, and Bilicek has not put that around him. The problem is Bill Bilicek's ego is just big enough that he's going to go, I'm going to go to this point for you, Tom, and that's it. Because Belichick is probably the only, if it was any other coach in that situation with the Patriots, they would acquiesce immediately. Belichick, as you know, will not because his ego is just as big. Here's the thing. He's the the one that's going to ultimately say, I'm done with Tom Brady. From their perspective. Yeah, but there's that... Owner. Correct. I was just going to say, there's that guy called Robert Kraft who will saw off his right arm to make sure that Brady doesn't leave. If it's up to Robert Kraft, he's... I want Tom Brady. Yeah, that's one thing that I... To forsake everything else on that roster, though. That's one thing I think that gets overlooked in all this discussion is that Robert Kraft holds the purse strings. And a guy like him has sort of expressed numerous times already that he really doesn't want Tom going anywhere else. Tom is a big part of the success that this franchise has had. Tom is like a son to Robert Kraft. And I I think Robert Kraft probably has some similar feelings to some degree for Bill Belichick in having helped create the dynasty that is the New England Patriots. So those guys are both at the end of their road. And I would think if I'm Robert Kraft... I'd want to keep him around for a, another rodeo, one more year, two more years, and try to get him everything they need to win another Super Bowl. And, you know, that's a that's a movie in itself, this whole franchise and how they've dominated for 20 years. Is Chucky, John Gruden, and Vegas, because all eyes, you want attention and money? 
Vegas. Is that an option for those types of reasons? Would he put up with John Gruden? Because the, the Raiders have been Gruden's, a, a Gruden's a good coach, but is the success there? That's what I'm saying. He's won a Super Bowl, but that was with Tampa Bay, correct? Yeah, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, and there's some people that argue that you know a lot of those pieces were already in place for John Gruden. Correct, Tampa Bay. they were absolutely. And you talk, you guys were talking about ego with Belichick and Brady. The thing is, if one of them leaves, they want to prove that I can win without the other. So if there is a split up at some point, whether it's retirement, free agency. Belichick's going to want to prove I can win without Brady and vice versa. Out of curiosity, how many years does Belichick have left on his deal? Is this the last year on his contract? Um, funny thing is, no one knows about his contract. Nobody knows when it's up. Because he's the GM, he's the coach. It's kind of just stashed away somewhere. That's interesting. I would wonder that, too. Because at what point... I'm sure is- I can go and try to find it for you. It's got to be available somewhere. I mean, when does he walk away? Yeah, Scoop, you said... But you've said it a bunch of times. Bill Belichick has got more than enough money. He doesn't need to keep doing this. He well, he's going after Landry, by the way, and wins. Is that what he's trying to do? How close is he? Um, maybe 100 wins away. So he really wants... That's 10 more years. Yeah, at least. It, it, he's not going to finish his coaching career in New England. Why not? There's no way. Does he, he, does he finish it in New York Giants? With the New York Giants? Because it, that's been his dream. You to s- run the Giants franchise. Well, it's certainly an option if Joe Judge doesn't perform. Obviously, he's going to at least be the coach to get started this year. I mean, if it goes terribly, who knows when that ends. And if he wants to coach 10 more years, sure, it's a possibility. But here's the thing. One way or the other, Tom Brady is not playing 10 more years. That marriage ends. He needs a quarterback that can rip him off 10 to 12 to 13 wins a year like he has been. And I, I mean, I don't know. Is it Tom Brady? Is it not Tom Brady? Is it Belichick? Is it not Belichick? Is it the combination of the two? I guess we have to find out the hard way one way or another. Inevitably, we'll get answers to those questions. We just don't know exactly if it's going to be this season or in another season or in another two seasons. That's the million-dollar question. Let's take a break on the Sportsilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. We're going to come back and find out who lit it up this past week. It's time to look at who lit it up this week on the SportsZilla Show with Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Who Lit It Up is brought to you by IBEW Local 43. Become an IBEW Local 43 electrician. Find your career and light up your future. Go to IBEW43.org. Well, off the bat, I will mention Casanova College Guard Danielle Kaivana from Frankfurt. She has reached the... 1,000 career points plateau after scoring 27 uh, in a game this week. So congratulations to her. Nice. Uh, Also, Dequan Grant of the Utica Academy of Science. Uh, Let's see. He uh, uh, just 23 points shy of 1,000 for his career. Wow. Uh, Scored 29 points. Led his eighth-seeded Adams to a win over Cato Meridian at Waterville High School. So, good on him as well. Tiff, who you got? Um, I have Cubs infielder David Boat. Um, he, during one of the spring training games, there was a couple holding a sign. And it said, like, batter up, help us reveal our gender to our child. They yeah. had a ball, tossed it to him, hit it. It was a girl. It was it was awesome. And then, shout out to SUNY Poly Boys Basketball. They will play in... 
seven. The tip-off starts in seven minutes. They're playing for in the semifinals. The NEAC. Hope they light it up. I hope they light it up too. Giannis and Harden, their beef, which if you're paying attention to sports in your world, you've seen this is some butthurt nonsense. Uh, I disagree with Harden. I don't think I have any problem with Giannis's game whatsoever. Blue guy, tell us about the grocery bags. They lit it up. Grocery bags going away uh, March 1st. You will no longer be able to get them in stores. The plastic ones. And what do we have in replace of that? Reusable garbage garbage bags. So keep an eye out for us. Re- to get- reusable grocery bag. Yeah. Thank you. We said garbage. <laughs> yeah, grocery. Grocery. You pulled a me. <laughs> I do that stuff all I'm the time. I'm thinking of myself being garbage. Reusable. No. No. Reusable grocery bags. Logoed. They'll be out and available at Galaxy Media events, including, of course, ESPN Utica Rome. Uh, Matt's gas uh, lit it up, even though that was me hacking him. It wasn't actually him. I apologize for that. You the <laughs> Do you, fu- though? No, they were logged in. <laughs> they were logged in, and I seized the opportunity. That's all I did. It, I can blame somebody else. It was Jen's idea from our staff. Okay. Okay, we'll go with that for now. I'm going to hear about this one. Gary Heenan, 16 straight. Definitely lighten it up. Uh, we had, of course, Sean Coffey and hoping he lights it up, too. And then those comments, man, tell them about who lit it up. Well, number one, you, you got to say two wins, Justin Bailey in that first game in Belleville, Sven Berchi yep. in uh, the last win. And then you got a stellar performance by Michael DiPietro With in a couple that game. of unbelievable saves in that game. A couple of highlight reel saves, yeah. On the pregame, they are in the highlight montage that we will share with you over on the Brother Station, the home for Comets Hockey is K-Rock. The big win over Rochester Wednesday night and hoping for two more wins this weekend from both our Comets and Pioneers. And how about those uh, Astros getting lit up by those pitches, huh? Uh, Let me just say Toronto and then Laval tomorrow for the Comets, and you're absolutely right. Seven times and counting, Blue Guy. Have you watched any of those? Mm -hmm. They they were pretty awesome. and they, They are pegging those Astros players in the small of the back. There was one of them that was a little too close to the head for my liking because I don't want to see any of that. But other than that, I love watching it, to be perfectly honest. Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Everybody, have a great weekend.